You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. On the topic of government funding and the latest budget announcement, the government has announced $2.2 million towards healthcare services for transgender for the transgender community. Additionally, $2.5 million of the 2022 budget will go towards supporting intersex children and youth. I got to speak to Ahi, the National Coordinator at Gender Minorities Aotearoa, on the government's proposed budget and plan and what it means for both the transgender community and intersex community, respectively. Gender Minorities Aotearoa is a national transgender organisation run by and for transgender people. They aim to facilitate health and well-being for transgender populations, including intersex and non-binary persons. Here's the interview. I am joined with the National Coordinator at Gender Minorities Aotearoa, Ahi. Thank you so much for joining me. So we are going to be talking about the government's new budget, which they've announced, which together I think is $4.7 million towards healthcare services for both transgender and intersex people. Um, Individually, uh, there is $2.2 million going towards the healthcare services for transgender people, and an additional $2.5 million will go towards supporting intersex children and youth. From my understanding, the main goal, I guess, of this budget overall is to continue to reform the health system, um, whether that is physical health or mental health services, ensuring that the needs of those who have previously been excluded are accounted for and further included. Am I correct in assuming that? Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds about right. I think that the government's recognised that there's a lot of health disparities for trans people and for intersex people, which are quite separate issues um, in a lot of ways for, um, you know, for the for the purpose of health funding. Uh, you know, in 2019, they took the cap off the genital reconstruction surgeries and they put funding towards that. So that's really great. And I think um, this is kind of the next step along that journey. It's good that they keep on kind of recognising that they need to further the services and further the discussion and saying that lots of the, for the transgender community, the services will go towards hormone therapy and work to support individual healthcare goals. And is this, does this link to the work that you do yourself as part of Gender Minorities Aotearoa? Because I know that you provide yeah. heaps of services. Yeah, I think that, um, I think that the plan for the trans part of the budget is to, um, to do intensive upskilling with eight different clinics across the country, uh, that it also includes sort of tied into that some like changes with Pharmac with the way that um, some of the hormone medications are classified and funded and some training programs and some guidelines for primary health. And I think like a huge part of what we do is advocating that trans people should be able to go to their local GP where they go for all of their other health needs and get you know, hormones, because that's the the main one that most trans people are um, really keen to get. Uh, But also that those doctors should know what's going on with their health and should be able to refer them on if they need any other kind of specialist treatment. Definitely. And I guess building on from that, regarding the previous experiences of gender diverse people in the medical system, this funding does seem so important to further the understanding within the medical community of the needs, the specific requirements and needs of both, like individually, because they are quite different and individualistic and needs the intersex community and the transgender community. So to you, is that why the funding is so important to further the medical community's ability to support these communities and include them? Yeah, I think there's lots of different elements. So I guess first I would say for the for the trans part that, that it's really important for clinicians to have both like sensitivity and how they work with patients and professionalism and just but it's important for them to medically understand what's happening for trans people and what they need so it's kind of like having a better cultural understanding of trans people and also having a better medical understanding of what trans people need quite often like a lot of the reasons why 
um, like hormone treatment in particular is delayed sometimes by six months or a year is because the clinicians don't necessarily understand what does and does not need to be done before someone can have hormones. So part of the intensive upskilling should um, or will well, hopefully include training programs that can bring people up to speed on that stuff um, and, and guidelines for how to do that. Uh, a lot of the concepts behind how medications are provided are actually really simple. They, you know, they seem complicated if you haven't um, learned about them while you're at med school, um, which I think is one of the other things that, you know, one of the other parts of this kind of current plan is to change the expectation of um, trans healthcare being just part of healthcare. So hopefully, you know, ministries and ministers don't have a direct say in what gets taught in medical schools. But, but what, uh, you know, if, the, if there is an expectation from the health ministers that, you know, med, med schools should be teaching about trans health, then hopefully that's something that we're going to see more of. Um, I think with intersex people, a lot of the issues, it's still about having autonomy over your own health and having autonomy over your own body. But because it happens uh, almost the opposite way around, where for trans people, it's usually that we are struggling to get healthcare procedures. Whereas for intersex people, the issue is more often that, or the more pressing issue is that infants are being given medical procedures that they don't need and that when they're older, they may regret you know they may not want to have had that happen to them so um so it's a different kind of approach to being like we need to make sure that far no no you know we need to make sure that the that the healthcare providers and also the families know that actually it's okay if your baby's different if your baby's born different that is a really good goal to have of just reforming the, the medical community and starting off in medical school, making it just a part of the curriculum in general. In relation to that, what do you think are some of the barriers that have existed in the way of this progress? So do you think it's a bit of still a bit of transphobia in the community or a lack of understanding in regards to the intersex community? Yeah, I think um, I think that a lot of the time political change happens because it's what the people want and that's how you know like that's how um things change at government level when the people are like we need this thing and that is a strong enough and loud enough voice then eventually things you know um things change sometimes things are led by the government but most of the time the the things that the government prioritizes to change are the things that you know that that the people need on a big scale but then also when there are small groups like trans people are are 50,000 people in New Zealand so it's you know it's a relatively small group it, it is harder to have your voice heard when you're a small population and I think um, that's probably been part of why it's been so slow I don't think it's explicit transphobia but um but I think that you know it's a it's about whose needs get put at the center of change and I think that that hasn't been trans people for a long time I think things are moving forward um, a lot faster now than they have been for a long time and part of that is because there's just a lot more um, it is a visibility issue I think there's a lot more you know people people in the wider public are like oh trans people exist and maybe now people see us as human beings a lot more than maybe they used to that very broadly more people are like oh trans people are getting a bad deal and they should be able to get healthcare so a lot more discourse and just awareness around the two communities in general and this just leads to my final question for you 
with this budget announcement, do you think it has the potential to again create more positive influence on the social and political discourse surrounding these communities? Do you think that this is just hopefully another stepping stone to having further advocacy for these two groups in the medical community? Yeah, I think the government recognising that trans people have really legitimate needs and, and should be looked after as part of the wider community um, is a really good, it's really good because a lot of people um, will see that and be like, oh, okay, cool government can take the lead on um, shaping you know how the public is thinking about different issues so yeah I think it's really positive to have the government saying hey trans people need healthcare too and we're gonna try and you know make sure that they've got it. That was the Radio 191 FM podcast you can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast